0: It's time for Carolina Blitz, the freshest coverage of Carolina sports and entertainment, hosted by founder and editor-in-chief Bash Thai Hurt. She don't play games, she covers them.
1: You are tuned into Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 730 The Game. My name is Bash Thai Hurt. I'm your host and founder and editor-in-chief of Carolina Blitz, a website, a brand dedicated to finding fresh and compelling news stories. In and outside of traditional sports reporting and sharing them with you, the listeners and our readers, in a way that's entertaining and fun. We are a credential media outlet. We cover the Carolina Panthers, New Blue Devils, UNC Car Hills, and State Wolfpack, and more. So make sure you're going to carolinabliss.com and checking out our content that is updated daily. Now, we're happy to bring our brand here to radio on 730 this game, and we hope that you follow us on social media. Each week, we highlight the fans, you. We have a special guest co-host who comes on and chops it up with me. So if you're interested in being on the show, our DMs are open. This week, we have the return of Jamal Darby. Jamal Darby was our very first guest on the Quick Blitz radio show. Happy to have him back. Jamal is co-host of the Under Construction podcast. Uh, guys, if you aren't listening to them, he and Rodney and Rodney was also on the show. They do a really good job with that podcast. Jamal, for people who may not have listened the first time you were on, just tell them a little bit about yourself, you know, and, um, and your anger as a, as a Carolina sports fan.
0: Don't, don't, don't start that. Um, (laughs) first of all, shame shame on them if they didn't follow the first time. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Uh, but anywho, um, as far as as far as i go i am one third of under construction you did you did forget to include our our, our brother kaza on the show as well but i always
1: forget cool. to include him because i don't you know
0: we, I don't, we know. don't see him that much I I, I I get it i get it he's the incognito of the of the three yeah of us, he's man, not but... he's
1: not on twitter social media it's like <laughs> yeah he's off the grid
0: guy? it's all good but i am one third of under construction we have a weekly show that we do we usually do it on sundays uh, during the Panther season, it's usually right after the Panthers game. But uh, other than football season, we usually just kind of do it at a random time every Sunday. We are just three super fans who are just intense about our teams. And we love our city. We are uh, our, our Charlotte diehards uh, to the death, man. So that's pretty much a simple description of, of how we do it.
1: We are on the line with a Charlotte born and raised. Dub C alum, like not born,
0: not born, but I, but raised.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. We don't count that few months that you were there in in Connecticut. (laughs) Like that doesn't count, but the raised part does. So absolutely. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Carolina blitz, the radio show on ESPN 7:30. Again, our guest this week is Jamal Darby. Our first guest from our first show several months ago and host co-host one-third of the Under Construction Podcast. We're hey, going to jump. Yes.
0: I, I got a question for you. Um, Next time i come on, could you play Return of the Mac? The, the absolutely next time on absolutely the not. Why Listen, not? I don't know that's if that's a great if, song. If
1: you, if you are on Twitter, if you follow <laughs> Carolina Blitz on Twitter, you understand my disdain for that song, Return of the Mac. I think it probably is one of the worst songs ever wow. written, and I don't wow. understand why people like it. It is it's, uh, it's terrible. So it's not it's not worse, me, it's
0: not worse than like Bodak Yellow, but I get what you call with. No, yes so oh, yes, it
1: is. Bodak Yellow,
0: yeah,
1: it'll be a classic. Little girls I'm, are gonna grow boy. up and they're gonna be rocking. You're gonna see old ladies <sighs> rocking Bodak Yellow coming. No hopefully when as right. our generation progresses.
0: As we digress.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna talk about some Charlotte Hornets. Well, the Hornets are one of the hottest teams in the mm. NBA. Right now, they're just below 500 at 15 and 16. They're first placed in the Southeast, eighth place in the Eastern Conference. They also have a couple of nationally televised games in the second half of the NBA season. What are your thoughts on this team, and why are they so much more popular than recent Hornets <laughs>
0: squads? Uh, well, the, the popularity part is pretty easy to answer. Uh, two words, the middle ball. That's pretty much it. I mean... We're talking about a guy who had uh, five times the followers on social media that the Hornets did. So I mean, that that pretty much gives you an answer right there. Um, and it's you know it's funny because of the the nationally televised games that we're cu- that we're going to see in the second half of the season. That's the Lamella Ball effect. It is. It. it I mean, he he's must see TV. He's a he's a, he's a a special talent. He's an exciting player. Um, probably the most exciting Hornets player we've had since LJ. So, I mean, it's it it, it kind of speaks for itself, man. Um, As far as what this team is, quite honestly, that is still a hard question to answer. And, and, and here's why I say this. <clears throat> Before the season started, you know, every quote-unquote pundit, expert, whatever you want to call these people, everyone had the Charlotte Hornets as being the worst team in the league. Everyone had the Charlotte Hornets being the bottom feeders of the East. And so far, we're not seeing that, and we didn't see it last year. Because, uh, and I bring it up because people said the same thing last year, but I digress. But anywho, we're seeing a team that's battling, you know, for playoff position in, the, in a very crowded middle of the Eastern Conference. We had, we're seeing a team who has a really good shot in making the playoffs this year. Uh, we're seeing a team who's probably ahead of schedule as far as the the, the post kimball rebuild is concerned. So with that being said it's really it's kind of a tough question to answer honestly
1: so but what do you like about them then other than lamello ball like and it's crazy because we talk about Lamelo ball but he's not even playing the best ball like terry rozier has been um, well,
0: listen i mean there's plenty to like about this team outside of Lamelo ball and including terry rozier who's living up to this contract no, a lot of lot of doubters when he first signed it, and a lot of people saying he was overpaid. But to me, he's looking like he's worth every penny.
1: Well, weren't um, you one of those doubters?
0: I was not. I actually called out Bleacher Report. No, listen, it is on tape. Okay. you, you not? Uh, I am recorded. It okay. is on film. Me calling out all the naysayers when when he signed that, uh, when he signed the contract. You the defended LLC.
1: the Rozier contract absolutely right, af- right after they absolutely. left. Right after they let Kimball Walker go.
0: Let me tell you a little story. So um, that summer, he signed a free agent deal. The Bleacher Report said that was the worst free agent signing. I remember of that. that off season, and I went off on Bleacher Report because they had guys like that were that were ranked under him. They had guys like uh, Dwayne Deadman and and Tyus Jones and guys who were not nearly as valuable as Terry Rosarius is to the Hornets. So no, I I, I absolutely defended that.
1: Okay. All right. Well, um, Jim Borrego, he's been in Horn- in Charlotte for a while. there have been, I think, they're mixed feelings about him and and whether people like him, whether he will be the long term guy for this team. Do you think he could be? You know, we know Popovich is his mentor. Could he be the Popovich of the Charlotte Hornets, or do you think they'll eventually move on from him?
0: No, uh, to me the James Borrego's critics, they they make me they make my bleep itch, and the thing is, I, I just for for this roster for for the rosters that James Borrego has had in his tenure here, I don't know what the what the expectation is for Borrego, and I'm and I'm I'm speaking more so to his critics, like what do we re- what did we really expect from these rosters and borrego for his tenure i see no reason and i'm gonna speak in the now because i'm not i'm not in the you know i don't have my crystal ball i don't know what's gonna happen in the future but speaking in the now there's no reason for the hornets to move on from james borrego the 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 best thing that works for borrego in my opinion and i do mean the best thing he keeps that locker room tight there's no drama in that locker room there's no There's no guys who are saying, hey, I want my shots and I want my stats before I want to win. He doesn't have those problems in that locker room. And that really works for him. And I think that's going to work for him in the future as well.
1: Do you think that that's him? Or do you think that maybe the guys that?
0: It's not only him. Uh I think it's the entire organization. I I think the organization kind of has predicated on building a strong locker room. I think that's Mike. I think that's Mitch. And I think that's Brego. I think it's all of them.
1: Malik Monk has shown flashes uh do you would you like to see the hornets retain him or
0: i'm gonna tell you me personally now now me and rodney kind of differ on malik monk i'm the guy who can't stop believing in his talent like whatever malik monk is i don't know what that's going to be still but i just look at his raw athleticism and i just look at his raw talent and if if i'm mitch Kupchek, i just can't give up give up on that guy yet because the main thing that worries me is that we don't re-sign Malik Monk and then he turns into an all-star on another team. That's like one of my biggest fears when it comes to Malik Monk. Well,
1: that that's the risk, but if if anything you know with Malik Monk, Malik Monk is that he can get a bucket. I mean, yeah, no doubt. He can get a bucket and um, right now it looks like he's averaging 11 points per game. He took that he, he didn't take time off. He was forced to take yeah. time off and i think that he'll probably come at a premium because of that and yeah, i agree you know i don't know if guys are really checking for him like that you know i and i don't know but i would think because everybody's looking at lamello ball everyone's looking at terry rozier i'm sure scouts are looking at malik monk but because of his off-field issues they might not they might not take that risk and the hornets <sighs> Knowing and seeing if there if there are changes and in his demeanor and how he's acting and if he's not, you know, if he's not if he's moved on from the off court issues that have plagued him so so far, they kind of have an inside look into that and to see if you know if they if they want to retain him or maybe they try to use him as some kind of well it's too late yeah trade trip yeah.
0: I, I, you make a good point, and I mean, it sounds crazy to kind of say it this way, but like his suspension actually may be a blessing in disguise for the Hornets, be- just just for the reasons you stated, because you may look. Other GMs around the league might look at Malik one and say, you know what, we like this talent, but we don't want to deal with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and and, here, and this is just this is just something that I surmise. I don't I don't know this for sure, but there's something about me that thinks that that Jordan and Kupchak kind of feel the same way I do. I I, I think they really still believe in that man. I really do. And I and I really I don't know if they're going to. You know if they can resign him, at a good deal at a premium, I think that gets done. I think they want him back. I really do
1: yeah, and unlike maybe the other team in in Charlotte, they have you haven't heard like when he went down, there were rumors, but there's nothing really confirmed about what happened. Usually, stuff is leaked uh yeah. the team has really kind of held him down for the most part Absolutely. and been, I, and, and been look, loyal. And to-
0: to the point where some say he's coddled. I mean, you people can kind of argue back and forth about that all they want to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but there are certain people who think that they've coddled him to a certain extent. Call it whatever you want to, but there's a certain degree of loyalty there, no doubt.
1: Absolutely. Um, and if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 730 on Vashti Hurt. Speaking with Jamal Darby of the Under Construction Podcast, make sure you're subscribing and checking out their great content. We're talking Charlotte Hornets basketball. DeMarcus Cousins, Cousins has cleared waivers. He's being, he, after being released by the Rockets, I've seen a push on social media for the Hornets <laughs> to possibly sign him. The Hornets could use a, a decent post defender. I mean, what do you think about the possibility of Charlotte bringing in Demarcus Cousins?
0: I'm guessing oh, you don't like it. I'm sorry, I had to laugh at post defender Demarcus Cousins being mentioned in the same sentence, but I, I, I find it. Let me, let me, let me break something down for 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 fans who want DeMarcus Cousins here. And, it, and listen, what I'm about to say is facts. I am not making this up. I want to be clear
1: about Oh, this. hater alert, hater alert.
0: No, it's it's not hating, it's a okay. okay. fact. Okay. All right. This let's is hear it this out. is let's a hardcore fact. Okay. The the last 3 games that the Charlotte Hornets have faced DeMarcus Cousins with Cody Zeller starting at center. You want to know who outplayed DeMarcus Cousins those last 3 games? Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller, including a career high when DeMarcus Cousins was playing with the Golden State Warriors. So, fans, ask yourself, do you really want to center that Cody Zeller outplayed his last three games? Now, to be more specific, DeMarcus Cousins to the Charlotte Hornets does not move the needle at all. Um, he doesn't put us <laughs> – he, he doesn't raise our – Our he, he doesn't put us like fourth or third in the Eastern Conference. He would be a body. He'd add some depth. He'd be six more fouls. He's the guy that can get a bucket. He's a talent upgrade over Bismack Biombo. Yeah. But as far as winning more games with Demarcus Cousins, nah. Hey, it's, Sometimes it's, I it... think
1: every team needs a ghoul, right? I do. I think every team I, I, needs I agree a ghoul, with that. Right? I, agree. I agree. I don't see a ghoul on this team yet. Not like Demarcus Cousins would be. I think I that I think they have a little edge, but it's a young, kind of swaggy edge. It's mm-hmm. no, it's not that gangster like and if you are if you're going to make a playoff push and if you're going to try to advance you need that now i don't know if the hornets should sign him i don't think that they're good enough to make like i think that that ghoul or that 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 gangster person is good for a championship team the hornets aren't there yet so i i agree with you about maybe maybe him being on the squad i think it's more about name people want people want the demarcus cousins name Right. But there's another person being thrown out. It's possibly trade person. Uh, the Hornets, John. I mean, the Hawks, John Collins.
0: Now listen. Uh, now listen. That's another story. Now, okay. If there's a, if there's an opportunity that presents itself for John Collins to be a Charlotte Hornet, you jump all over that. There, yeah, there's The no Hawks question about that. The
1: Hawks are reportedly open to dealing him.
0: Yeah, so. and and listen, I if if I miss check, I'm on the phone asking them what they want. Seriously, I mean, John Collins is a – before I go on, on my spiel about John Collins, I said this on Under Construction last week. Um, if I'm the Hornets, I don't want to make trades just to make trades and I, or, or 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 do free agent signers just to make free agent signers. I, I want one of two or three things from the Hornets. If they, if they decide to sign anyone or trade anyone, you're either going to go younger, you're going to clear salary cap space, Or you're going to get somebody that makes you significantly better. John Collins makes this team better. It's that simple. That guy is a is a young beast who is a rim protector, athletic. He can hit the three. He's an upgrade over any front court player that Charlotte has on this team right now. It's that simple. The
1: assumption, though, is that the Hornets would have to give up at least a first round pick with little or no lottery protection. And at least one of their young forwards, PJ Washington or Miles Bridges. Uh, Col- Collins also considers himself a max player. That's why he didn't sign. That's uh, okay. That's why he turned <laughs> down. He turned down more than nine a ninety million dollar extension with the Hawks because he bu- views himself as a max player. So these are the these are the things. Now, are you willing to pay that price? A first round pick with no with no lottery protection. And giving up, I would, I would probably say maybe a Miles Bridges for John Collins.
0: Absolutely, you got to think about it. I, if it comes to a talent like that, and, and they're talking about an unprotected first round pick and Bridges PJ, I, I think about that really hard. Now, if you decide to go that route, the Charlotte, the Hornets have to have some foresight here. And here's what I mean by this: Gordon Haywood's getting big money, tier is getting big money, and if John Collins wants a max contract after his deal is up. Then you really got to think about, okay, do you know are we going to be willing to pay him when his when his contract? Mm-hmm. So that's something that the Hornets have to have some foresight about if they decide to go forward with something like that. So it's a it's not as easy a decision as it's, as it's made out to be.
1: Definitely some foresight because you don't want to give up that much and then have him bolt in free agency. And, you know?
0: and not only that, but just be back in salary cap hell again, like mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah, we we had to. They've had to have to learn something from the Nick Batum situation, as far as that goes. So,
1: if you are just now tuning in, you're listening to Carolina Blitzer Radio Show on ESPN 7:30 with our one of our favorite guests, Jamal Darby, one uh, third man, of I'm, the. No,
0: I'm light skinned. Don't make me blush like one that. One
1: third of the Under Construction podcast. We're gonna switch gears. We gotta talk some Carolina Panthers because you know that's what we do. There's always drama on Panthers Twitter. You're on Panthers Twitter, Jamal. You know what goes down. And um most recently there was alleged that Teddy Bridgewater had a burner account, uh, <laughs> which was drama filled. But Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater also unfollowed the Panthers on Instagram and made his uh made his page private. Does that mean anything to you?
0: Um, yeah, it does. Um if i'm teddy bridgewater i mean can we blame him seriously yep. I, regardless of how we feel about teddy bridgewater as a quarterback kind of think about it from his perspective okay now this is being said without knowing if the panthers have had any kind of extended conversations with him as far as what their plans are for him mm-hmm. but look at it from look at it this way the deshaun watson rumors um you know the panthers have been heavily involved in all those rumors uh Comes out a couple of weeks ago that they tried to trade for Matthew Stafford. I, I um, was,
1: I was, that was, that's on the list to ask you about, but we'll, 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 re, re, re go back we'll,
0: we'll, on. we'll get back there. And then every mock draft has the Panthers taking some quarterback. You know what I mean? So if I'm Tiffany Bridgewater, I have a right to feel a little disrespected. You know what I mean? Especially if I'm, if I was told, hey, you're our guy. We really believe in you. We're going to pay you this, blah, 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 blah. So after that, <laughs> and and seeing what he's been going through in the offseason I don't blame him.
1: Well, you go 0 and eight in game winning drives yeah, and you get you Amen. get what comes. I mean, uh, uh, come on. You uh, he did not play. He did not play. His play this past season did not warrant him being the guy. He did not solidify himself as a Carolina Panther core as the Carolina Panthers quarterback going into 2021. What I thought was kind of shady was that they left him off that graphic when they they posted a graphic at the beginning of February? Did you see that where no. they showed they were kind of hyping it. up? They were hyping up the upcoming season. Um, basically, it was the official end of, of 2020. I think it was after the Super Bowl, and right. they were going to and they had a a 2021 graphic that included um, Brian Burns, Christian McCaffrey, uh, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. And everybody was talking about how Teddy Bridgewater was left off of that graphic. That was a little grimy, but this is the business. And, Absolutely. And and and, and Rule Fitter, Fitterer, New GM Fitterer, and David Tepper have been very vocal with the fact that they were not pleased with Teddy Bridgewater and his play. And his play declined as the season as progressed. As season went on,
0: Absolutely, yeah. So I, agree.
1: I understand you haven't been a starter. But you come in, you're expected to get better, and so I understand that he may his feelings may be hurt. I think unfollowing the team on social media is kind of a passive aggressive move. It's kind of soft to for to me. I don't <laughs> I don't like that. I think is I think that's whack. You're still under contract. He probably will still be on the team in 2021. I get that you don't like how all of these rumors have surfaced and and all of that, but like. You know people are gonna notice if you unfollow. Well,
0: them. well, Vashti, ego doesn't do logic very well. I mean, let, let's be clear; these are <laughs> we are talking about a guy who was told he's our guy, he's a starter. What know? are
1: what are they supposed to tell him then?
0: I mean, I'm just I'm just saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I actually agree with what you're saying. I, I'm just saying he's a human being with an ego, and <laughs> you know, re- re- regardless of how he performed uh, late in the season. He feels disrespected and you know, Hey, but at the same time, temper ain't playing around. Tepp, look,
1: temper
0: Tepp slogan, slogan since he took over this team should be F your feelings. Cause that's the way the Panthers operate you, these days. But
1: He's a hedge fund trader. Like that's how, right. that's how he and, operates. And you come from
0: that background. You know how that I goes. I know
1: exactly. I come from that background. <laughs> that's, I mean, so the way he operates is not a surprise to me. Like it is what all. it is. It is what it is. And, I, look, um, Go ahead, the,
0: the, uh, just the way that the Panthers are doing business these days, it, it already looks like a vast difference from the Herney era, from the Herney Richardson era. You know what I mean? Way? Um, probably, well, it re- I'll say this. That remains to be seen. You know okay. what I mean? We don't know yet because we hadn't done anything yet. So if we start, <laughs> if, if, if we start, if, if we turn into a contender and we start winning, then yeah. If not, no. So we'll see.
1: Do you think Panthers fans have been fair to Teddy Bridgewater?
0: Panthers fans were never going to be fair to Teddy Bridgewater for the most part, because we could we couldn't get over our guy being our, our guy being uh, dismissed. That yeah. that's just bottom. Line. Teddy Bridgewater could have lit it up this season. He could have been an All Pro <laughs> quarterback, and he was, gonna he, was still, he was still
1: going to get trashed. I don't know. Still going to get trashed. I don't know. I, I think if he lit it up, then I think it would have subsided as the season progressed. But because he that it went the opposite way, then the, Listen, they were it was going to fly.
0: You and I both know there were Panthers fans that could not wait for Teddy Bridgewater to fail. I mean, they could not wait. You know, he he
1: added fuel to their fire with their play. He added fuel to their fire with their play. with this real quick. What did you think about the Panthers making that aggressive move for Matthew Stafford?
0: That was that was kind of out of left field to me. Honestly, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was really, really confused by that. Not not, not him. Not not Matthew Stafford. You know what I mean? I, I thought if they were going to do that, I mean, obviously, the Deshaun Watson rumors are what they are, but Matthew Stafford and them being so aggressive about doing so, it yeah. was completely out of left field. I mean,
1: well, if. It, it shows that Fitterer is not, he's not trigger shy at right. all. He's not trigger shy. If you and, are just not, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: What? This, what, what makes it confusing is that you, you make such an aggressive play for Stafford at his age, and considering where we are as a franchise right now, it's almost like they were telling themselves, hey, we're not that far away from being contenders. And I don't think that's the case personally. Oh. That's what made it confusing. You know what I mean? Just like, well, you have this young development team that's not quite there yet, but you're making this aggressive push For Matthew Stafford, that's supposed to get you over the top. Eh, I think over the top
1: for the Panthers right now is just the playoffs. And possibly adding that one piece would do that. I don't know. I I don't know. But that, that move definitely confused me as well. If you're just now tuning in, you are listening to Carolina Blitzer Radio Show on ESPN 730. Speaking with Jamal Darby, one-third of the Under Construction Podcast. Make sure you're checking it out. Gosh, time goes by so fast. We only have a couple of minutes, but we're going to try to get a couple of blitzes or blocks in. I'll pose a question to Jamal. He's going to decide whether he's going to blitz or block it. We talked earlier about the Charlotte Hornets. Blitz or block that the Hornets make the playoffs?
0: I'm going to cautiously blitz that one. Are you um,
1: being superstitious?
0: Um, <laughs> look, that Eastern Conference is crowded. I, I mean, when I say crowded, yeah, I mean fifth, stacked, fifth, yeah, fifth through ten, five through ten is kind of just bunched together. Like a, a two or three, a two or three game winning or losing streak could put you in or out of the playoffs, just like that. You know what I mean? Um, the second half of the schedule, I mean, it's going to be tough for the Hornets. I'm not gonna lie, they it, it's a bunch of games condensed together we got a lot we, we play the lakers twice uh we got a lot of west coast teams that we haven't played that we're going to play we got the clippers so it's going to be a tough road but i'm going to cautiously still say that we sneak into the playoffs this year
1: all right one more um we talked about uh matthew stafford well deshaun watson everybody wants deshaun watson he's still the hottest right. topic among panthers fans um There was a proposed trade. Peter King basically said that a Watson deal for Carolina would have to be a seven-for-one deal. That includes Christian McCaffrey, Teddy (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson, a first and second from this year's draft, a first from 2022, and a third from 2023. Well, my question to you was, blitz or block, that a seven-for-one deal is too much for Watson. I'm guessing you're blitzing that.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, come on, man. Let's not turn this into a Herschel Walker situation. I mean, come on, man. I, who came I like out on a... top
1: of that Herschel Walker situation, though? Uh,
0: what, who, I don't even care because it, it, I'm not doing that. If I'm Scott Fitterer, I hang up the phone. No way. Sorry. And it's it's not anything against Deshaun Watson. I just don't want to trade all that for Deshaun Watson. And then he ends up in the same situation Katie Bridgewater. Cam Newton was in the last uh, two mm. or three seasons. Uh, no. Nah. You know, seven
1: for one, I, I would love to see the Panthers land Deshaun Watson. Seven for one is a bit steep in yeah, my book, I'm, especially I'm gonna, giving up, go. giving up. I don't mind parting ways with Christian McCaffrey, but I would much rather part ways with picks that are pretty are virtually usually unknown how they'll perform. All right. Thank you for tuning into the show. We're here on ESPN 730 every Saturday at 1030. Thanks again, Jamal. It's over? It's over. It's, it's,
0: over. it's it? No, man, I'm yeah. so sad. Man. Thanks
1: again for, to, to Jamal Darby for coming on. Make sure you are subscribing to the Under Construction Podcast. They post new episodes every week. Also, make sure you're subscribing to their YouTube channel. If you aren't able to see the original show, then you can check it out there as well. Also... Follow Carolina Blitz. Make sure you're checking out carolinablitz.com. Our content is updated daily and following us on all social media platforms. Keep blitzing!